Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Some call me a pessimist, but you know what? It's okay because John Mara, the owner of the Giants, he gets me. He's talking about rock bottom, and boy, do I have a major rock bottom this NFL season. Let's focus on the bad this year, shall we, until the good teams start playing. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are mere days away from the class of the NFL competing in the tournament to determine a champion. Good football, competent football, successful football, winning game plans, championship DNA. So for me, in my world, I just want to one last time before we get to teams that are good, Focus on the bad this NFL season. Ken Levick alive Thursday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. I am on the road. I am remote today. I'm on the road with FAU basketball in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's where you find Middle Tennessee State FAU plays tonight. So that means I am missing out on being face-to-face with uh, the radio woman of my dreams. I am very (laughs) sad. Very sad. I can't look her (laughs) right in her beautiful eyes. She is the the radio station mom. She is the show queen. She is Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I mean this sincerely. Keely, I have missed you, missed you dearly over the last several weeks. I've missed you too. I, you know what? And when I came in, I see Brian McLevin Rowitz, who does our schedule, did good by not telling me you weren't going to be here <laughs> because I would have been like, oh no, deuces, I'm not, I'm not coming. I mean, no, <laughs> I'm no, no offense, Stone. No offense. Oh, man, that's funny. But. I, I was, was wondering I, if I was you on knew. The fence. I was I was on the fence because uh, today is my husband's birthday and we're we're going out later. Oh. And you know, at at this age, I can't speak for him, but for me at this age, I need like a power nap. <laughs> and this like show falls during my nap time. Uh-huh. So I said, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna go. I get to see Ken. And then I come in here and I, I see Labanowitz's mug. I'm I like, know. what is what's good, Peach? Y'all ain't gonna let me know. <laughs> I said, that's all right though. You know what, Keely? I I had a bad feeling that that was going to be the case, that you actually weren't going to be told that uh, <laughs> I wasn't in today. So I apologize for that, but a lot's happened since the last time you were with me. Uh, the yeah. show's gone to two hours. Yeah, uh, I know. I, yeah, how I about heard. that? I how know, about that? I know. And so two hours with Labanowitz. I know, I know. Uh, trust me, I do it every day. What's it is good, Ken? I, I know, I know. You, you've done too much in your career to deserve this, and I sincerely apologize on behalf of everybody at ESPN West Palm for you having <laughs> to spend two hours today and every Thursday with him. But it's good to have you because, and still the Banowitz, by the way, Friday Night Lights in the end of John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. And what is the weather like today down there, Keely? You know what? I sprinted from the car, so I'm hot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. You know what? It's it's about what low seventies, mid seventies, okay. something like that. It's nice. Okay. This morning wasn't awesome, but because uh, it was kind of dreary and a little chilly. But you know, at about nine o'clock, the sun comes out. And okay. It's really nice. 
right off of the sunshiny and uh, seasonably warm intercoastal. Okay, so how would you describe Keely? I just want to I want to pick your brain here. Uh-oh. I just want to get a feel for how you 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 view me. How would you describe my my personality and my overall outlook on life? Uh, uh well, you are, I heard you in the open. You are definitely a pessimist. <laughs> okay. For sure. Okay. Um and you get down on yourself too much. I don't like it, Ken. Uh, I know. Ken, and- you're a good dude. And I appreciate the encouragement, and I appreciate the inspiration. But the only reason I bring this up, Keely, and there are many people more successful than me with a lot more money than me, you being one of them, actually. But <laughs> I'm um, married in the money. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, John Mara, the owner of the New York Giants. Boy, is it had been uh, it's been a rough couple of years for him, and uh, he just made the decision to fire his uh, his head coach Joe Judge. And uh, John Mara actually talked about it yesterday. And there's one part of his press conference from yesterday. That really spoke to me. That really appealed to me. Let's listen to John Mara from yesterday post-firing Joe Judge. Is this as embarrassed as you've been about the franchise? Honestly, I would have to say yes. Yes, it is. Um, I kept thinking during the season that uh, we had hit rock bottom and that each week it got a little worse. So, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not proud of saying this, but if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would have to say it's yes. It hit rock bottom, and then it got even worse. I mean, that's that is the successful big money owner of an NFL team who you'd think. I mean, his disposition on life is constant sunniness, and he even he owns the team in the Giants. And Joe Judge broke him rock bottom, and then each week got worse. That's pretty telling about how bad the Giants were. And would you believe me if I told you, Keely, that a couple of days ago in Friday Night Lights, Labanowitz can back me up on this. We actually had someone who tried to call and defend Joe Judge uh, back on Monday when we thought that Joe Judge was actually going to keep his job with the Giants. I can't think of one thing that Joe Judge would have done to make me say, oh, yeah, he should come back next year. What did the person say? How did they even try to defend it? Uh, I believe there was a Dave Gettleman. It was the general manager. He's at fault. Joe Judge, he's just trying to coach the players, something like that. Uh, never mind the fact that Joe Judge had a bunch of unhinged and weird press conferences uh, over the last three weeks that not only did he have a bad time coaching, I think he's having a bad time mentally as well. And so uh, <laughs> it was time to, to make the decision. But it did get me thinking. When I hear the term Keeley rock bottom, mm-hmm. You know that we're about to come up on the season where we celebrate greatness. These teams have earned a chance to play in this mm-hmm. tournament to go to the Super Bowl and play for a title. This is the last chance we have to reflect on the bad of the NFL season. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Keely, I think that there are more out there that have had a bad, uh, from a fan standpoint, there are more people listening right now that had a bad NFL season as opposed to a good NFL season, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> the numbers say so. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and especially where we live, if you're a native of South Florida, that football team, there's definitely a lot more bad than there was good this year. So I just want to take this opportunity, since we've established I'm a pessimist, uh, and since we've established that if if John Mara, a man with endless money who owns one of the storied football franchises, he can be talking about rock bottom, I want to take advantage of this opportunity to one last time focus on the rock bottom before you and I next Thursday are going to have to actually talk about competence on the football (laughs) field. This is much more in my comfort zone here. Rock bottom 
this year for you in the NFL season? I'll give it a start here, and then mm-hmm. we're going to go around the horn. Me had to be the Dolphins going to London with a matchup with Coach McCrotchy Grind and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just two weeks after Keeley, Urban Meyer decided not to fly back with the Jaguars after a loss in Cincinnati. Instead, he drove to Columbus to hang out with the grandkids, a.k.a. have a blonde grind on him uh, during a, a, a Can't trip. Can't you do both? Yeah, I, I suppose he can double task. Multitask? Yes. He definitely multitasked. He definitely did. Grandkids were in the bed. <laughs> grandkids, man some slack. That's right. Grandkids go to bed and Grandpa goes to get grinded on at his restaurant. You know, it's just, it's a story as old as time. But after that, they go to London and the Jaguars pick up their first win of the year with Urban and all the drama surrounding him and beat the Dolphins. Not only that, Brian Flores got outcoached in the fourth quarter of that game. That was the low point of the season for me, the point where you feel angry. And I didn't get over that for a couple of days because it was so embarrassing, not even disappointment, but it was embarrassing. That had to be the rock bottom of the NFL season for me. So when you asked me earlier what was the rock bottom, I have to be honest. I am I'm a bad fan. Okay. Because I don't get high or low with my teams. I can't. But that's because, quite good. When it, it, I can't for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know if my insurance covers that much therapy to where I can go <laughs> and see a therapist that much because I'm so invested in a team to where <laughs> when they're low, I'm low. The other thing is there's a lot of responsibility on me. We heard them say it to Spider-Man with great, what is it, with great power becomes comes great responsibility. Exactly. And my responsibility as the show mom, as the station mom, <laughs> is to make sure that I'm not just snapping on people because I'm mad at this team. Uh-huh. I can't snap on my actual children and I can't snap on y'all because I lose my job. So having said that, I do uh, live vicariously through the fans. Okay. And so when the fans, particularly here in South Florida, are upset by what goes on with the Dolphins, I, I take that on. Okay. And then I try to say, okay, if I were them right now, where what would my feeling be? And my feeling, <laughs> we've gone lower with the Brian Flores firing. Okay. Because where do we go from here? Because when you fire a coach that's won 19 games in the last two years and had back-to-back winning seasons in 18 years, yeah. where do you go? What what? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the I don't know if you ever saw that viral video with those two girls um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and it was a shooting at the club La Bella Noche. It's uh-huh. like if you can't go to Bella Noche, where can you go? <laughs> so if you can't win to 19 games in two seasons and still keep your job, what can you do? Uh, so you there's, there's that. Yeah, and then yeah. it's the why. Is it because of him, quote unquote, losing the locker room? Of other players would obviously beg to differ. Is it because he's more Belichickian, if you will, and that he's like everybody is the same? Mm-hmm. So even you two are, two are you are, are the same as everybody here on this team, and maybe that doesn't jive with Tua. I know sometimes, again, no, no offense, Lebanowitz, these <laughs> these Gen Zers and millennials, they they look different. Oh, they made different. Keely. Keely taking <laughs> shots at Gen Z. You know what? I'm on board. But, but you know, they're, they're made a little different. They're not <laughs> made. You're you're a millennial technically, Kim. But I you're, am. But you're like a zennial. 
what they like to call zennials, like yeah. between, you know, yeah. the millennial and the Gen Xers. Like, I'm on the tail end of Gen X. Right. Like, right. we're made different. We That's didn't right. all get the participation trophy <laughs> and you're the greatest. We all uh, knew that there was some stuff that we sucked at uh, and our parents were not going to sugarcoat it and tell. Nope. They weren't going to tell us we sucked, nope. but they weren't going to say, but you, Ken, you can play center for your high school basketball team. <laughs> if you believe. All five foot seven uh-huh. of That's you. That's right. Right. That's right. Did I short you? You seven uh, or eight? Uh, I'm actually, so <laughs> I say, I say I'm five, seven. I'm more like five, six. Same difference. Yeah. My point is you ain't playing the five spot. For Hell nobody, is, no. is, is my point. Uh huh. And you knew that. And Greg wasn't going to tell you you were. No, 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 definitely not. Greg you know? would have laughed in my face because it's tough love. You right. need to be delivered that. You're right. These Gen Zers, they get, they, get, they, get, they get gassed up too much, and then they think they can believe they can do everything. you got to live in reality. And so, uh, you know, with Brian Flores, you bring up an interesting point with that because rock bottom – I could see where you think that's rock bottom and where Dolphins fans would think that's rock bottom because you haven't seen a lot of success. You haven't seen back-to-back winning seasons. No, he hasn't made the playoffs, but he's won a lot of games. And it's tough to consume a firing when it may be more for personality reasons than it is for actual football reasons, coaching reasons. And you bring in a coach and pay him big money to coach. And with football... I think that there's this still there's there's this this thought that hey I want my coach to be a tough ass I want him to be bad mm-hmm. I want him to be to, to to discipline and then that's how players respond I don't know if that's really the case but he did win a lot of games you're right with that and it's tough if you if Brian Flores isn't working and he actually was winning based on Dolphin standards right. where the hell do you go from here right exactly and so and it got me thinking about uh, and and I'm gonna be speaking. Uh, double speak if you will it got me thinking okay the next generation if you will of head coaches do they have to be more you know player friendly if you will in order to more Pete Carroll less not that the Seahawks are doing well but you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. where where it's about love and team and we're all in this together and I'm your friend you're my friend I love you you love me we're a happy family the shout Barney out to Barney. Yeah, right. Shout up, Barney? out to Barney. Do we do that? Or do we do we feel like, okay, we need to start teaching these players as they come up? Yeah, I understand that you were ranked number one in this in college and high school, but now we're all the same. Cause because how do you start to form that relationship when you know it's going to end in divorce at yeah. some point. Somebody's yeah. going to leave, whether it's you or me, we're likely not going to, especially in this day and age, we're likely not going to be in this thing together till death do us part or until I retire or you retire. Right, right, exactly. I think that's an interesting question. You know, let's let's add on here. So let's let's start with because we have the opportunity, because we're just two days away from having to accept the fact that there's going to be nothing to complain about, that we're actually going to be watching teams that earned themselves a spot in a good place, which is the postseason. I want to give us a chance to reflect on the rock bottom. Myself, Keely, John Mara, whoever wants to jump in, what was the rock bottom of your NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, as always, at ESPN West Palm. But what was the rock bottom of your, you, your NFL season? 888-760-3776. And also, to Keeley's expanded point here, uh, if you have a team that has a job vacancy, do you want 
more of a player's coach, a Pete Carroll, a Cliff Kingsbury, someone like that, and Andy Reid is a player's coach, or do you think that this that your team, whichever team has the opening, the Giants are young, the Dolphins are young, do you need more of a disciplinarian, a, a Leslie Frazier type? The Dolphins are interviewing him that hasn't been popular amongst Dolphins fans. Brian Dable's a player's uh, type of coach, the Bills' offensive coordinator. What are you looking for, player's coach or kind of a tough ass if you have a team that has a job vacancy? 888-760-3776, 760 3776 and on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Again, your NFL rock bottom this year. And we know, Keely, in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, there are fans of every single NFL team. We get some of the weirdest mixes, the melting pot of NFL fandoms down here mm-hmm. in this area. Everybody has a rock bottom. Hell, there are teams that are in the playoffs that had some significant rock bottoms this year. Or it could be a team that made the postseason that's driving you insane. What was your NFL rock bottom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I mean, we know this is in my wheelhouse. Let's go to the phones. Let's Let's jump in here and get to Benny in West Palm. What's going on, Benny? No, so let's. Most people know, unfortunately, I'm a Jet fan, which yeah. I don't even know if I'm a Jet fan. So rock bottom <laughs> starts when the season starts, like the day it starts, uh-huh. and the first quarter of the first game of <laughs> my life. It's just misery, uh-huh. and all I know is. I, it's, it's shocking that I'm still around even watching NFL, Man, being a Jet fan. I was uh, going to say, Vin, at this point, you're bringing it on yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, think Says about it. I fan. unfortunately yeah. grew up in New York. Somebody, and I had two older brothers that forced me to be a Jet fan. They could have been not kind to me and let me be a Giant fan. And we have some fleeting some success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a miserable Met Jet Nick Ranger. So anyway, uh, NFL has been an interesting year. It's great to watch. It's nice to see some of the old names still in there. It's been interesting to see what the Patriots are doing. I don't understand the Flores thing. I will tell you, uh, I was saying this to another Dolphin fan, it's very hard to get a winning coach. Uh, Yes, they had a better record last year in the NFL. It's very hard to find coaches that can consistently win every year. I thought Tua uh, really put together a couple of good weeks at the end there until that, you know, game up north. But, you know, enough to, to let him go, I don't really understand it because what else is really out there? Unless they were going to land something spectacular, why would you take that, that jump? And um, I, I don't see that they're going to hire somebody spectacular. Maybe they do, but it doesn't look that promising right now. There's no guarantee that Brian Dayball is going to come in here and win 12 games. So um, that's my concern for you Dolphin fans. And like I said, my rock bottom is just every day being a Jet fan. Yeah, every day. Vin, appreciate the call. Keely, it's like to me, a, a, a Jets fan is is – it, like you're sort of a a, a a minor, right? Like you're 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 there. You're gonna dig. There's precious minerals, uh, and uh, you, you dig in. You start digging. You keep digging. It's a year. You still don't find anything. Another year. You still don't find anything. Next thing you know, you have this massive quarry. You've cleared out all this land, and you're still digging, and there's nothing. And it's just year after year of digging and sucking, and there's no other way for you to be able to get out of that, and you're just stuck. That's being a Jets fan. You're just you're. you're 
you're forever mired in work and labor and then nothing to pay off for. Maybe they think that if you've ever read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, there's a story he tells in there called Three Feet from Gold. And it's literally exactly what you were saying. It was talking about the gold rush of 1849 and how someone had come with, you know, sold all his possessions, had come to mine for gold. And he was digging and digging and digging and he never struck gold. And, and so finally, out of money, he, he left and went back home. Someone else came uh-huh. three feet from where he was and start digging and just kept digging <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit farther to either the left or the right that goes at three feet. And they strike gold and they end up being rich. Maybe... Jets wow. fans feel like Whoa. we're only three feet from gold, man. Or what, well, like a what's lot the of name feet. of that book? What's the name of that book? Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. You know what that is? That is actually an analogy for Bill Belichick, who the Jets had for 24 hours, <laughs> and then he went three feet to the left. He went to New England, and now we know them as the Dynasty Patriots. Yeah. And the Jets are still the Jets. Think and Grow Rich, the story <laughs> of the New York Jets. <laughs> Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What was your you the individual your NFL rock bottom this season? And I do think there's a bigger discussion here to have about Brian Flores, and we'll get to that because we have some audio from Marcel Louis Jacques, our friend from ESPN, covers the Dolphins. Uh, a, a little behind the scenes with Pablo Torre this morning on ESPN Daily describing the behind the scenes with Flores and his coaching staff in particular. So we'll get to that here in our number one as well. What was your NFL rock bottom this season? Mine was the Dolphins losing to the Jaguars and Coach Mitch McGrindy in London. For Keeley, it's Brian <laughs> Flores being fired by the Dolphins. Uh, and actually, Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz, it was him seeing the end of Cam Newton and what appears to be the end of Carson Wentz as well. Always a quarterback to the very end that Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. What was your NFL rock bottom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. There's never any rock bottom here. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is actually peak because this is your path to the sports industry. This is how you get into sports. There are people like Keely that are talented and uh, she can just find her way because she's got inherent talent. Then there's dopes like me who got really lucky. If you actually want to learn about the sports industry and be able to make money in the sports industry and have a career in the sports industry, you do it at the business level. You do it with a degree with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take summer semester courses remotely. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Dr. Jim Reardon, he is the coach of this whole thing. He's the man in charge. He's not going anywhere. He's had 22 consecutive winning seasons. He is the head of the FAU MBA sport management program. The professors are in the sports industry teaching a first-hand knowledge. They've adapted to the times, and that's why they're successful, and it's why that is going to lead you to a job in sports. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. What was your NFL rock bottom? John Mara, Giants owner, said, well, it was every single week we kept finding a new rock bottom. Uh, what was your NFL rock bottom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. The show queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. I know y'all have them. Y'all have an NFL rock bottom this season. What is your NFL rock bottom? For John Mara, again, it was uh, every week of the Giants season and maybe every week that Joe Judge was the head coach of the Giants. And I said it yesterday on this show. The press conferences that Joe Judge had over the last month of the season were epic. I mean, that's the stuff that that sports talk radio is built on. Uh, the, uh, the, the yeah, they they deserve to boo me. The the whole I'm one of them. The uh, free agents call me all the time saying they want to be part of this Giants locker room. I mean, that's an outright lie. That's absolute nonsense. But it's hilarious, and I love it, and I eat it up, and I appreciate Joe Judge the character. And like I said yesterday. I'm just going to miss that little meatball. I am going to miss that little meatball so much. By the way, I don't know if you saw, Keeley, the New York Post, uh, again, the the true bastion of journalism in our time, the New York Post <laughs> had, uh, had photos of Joe Judge uh, at his home apparently getting cases, I mean cases of cases of beer delivered with pizza after pizza after pizza just going out after it yesterday just getting after it so it seems like he's drowning his sorrows a little bit maybe he had a part see you don't know ken you don't well, i'm know. not saying it's all for him he a good journalist he might he might have been dry he might not have had anything that's true, but Might I have been also for his boozy friend. <laughs> well, here's the thing: he's either a trying to surround himself with people because he's upset and disappointed, or b he's going on a binge. Either one, like I get it, <laughs> I, I get it. I would do the same exact thing in that situation. And the fact that there were reports that came out Monday that he was totally safe, and then Tuesday, I think what happened is John Mara saw the backlash to Joe Judge's job being safe and decided, uh, yeah, we actually have to make this move, or else I'm not going to have any fans in my. my my uh, PSLs are going to be all dried up for season tickets next year. Uh, he ended up making the move, so he got uh, he got misled a little bit. Uh, so your NFL rock bottom eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. This is her Friday because it's Thursday. This is her Friday. You can see her tonight. Oh, I'm not working tonight. I'm off oh, tonight. Oh, that's right because of your husband's birthday. That's right. So never mind. You have to. Wait till Happy next week. Birthday, Mr. President. Oh man, that was actually really good. I kind of, I can't, I, I I can't like that. with you. I'm gonna I, have to call Vivi. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell your husband to calm down, please? Um, so, so never mind. You, you can't enjoy Keely until next Monday. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. WPTV News 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. And again, your NFL rock bottom, 888-760-3776. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. But we do have some breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski first to report this. The Atlanta Hawks are trading Cam Reddish to the Knicks for a deal that includes a protected 2022 first-round pick via the Hornets. The Knicks also get Solomon Hill. And a 2025 second-round pick via Brooklyn in that trade. Kevin Knox is also going to Atlanta in that deal. So the Knicks are making moves as they try and get themselves into a playoff position here. Uh, Cam Reddish, who was taken uh, three picks before Tyler Hero, in fact, has really never panned out 
at all uh, for for Atlanta. So we'll see if a change of scenery and Tom Thibodeau can help him out. But an NBA trade uh, earlier today. Let's get back to the NFL. Your NFL rock bottom, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Again, examples. Me, the Jaguars beating the Dolphins. I mean, that was embarrassing. That is the rock bottom of rock bottom. Uh, and for Keeley, it's Dolphins related too, but it's how do you fire Brian Flores, who's had back-to-back winning seasons for a Dolphins organization that doesn't, well, win. win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, that's a pretty key point there. Uh, let's go to Mike in Wellington. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Ken, thanks for taking my call. First, I just want to say I'm so glad I can listen to you for two hours now instead oh, of just man. the previous one. But I told you once, and I'll tell you again, I'm a Bucks fan. You've been my therapist. <laughs> my rock bottom was twice this year, once when we lost to the Washington football team, because I, I'm 100% confident if we would have won that game, the Bucks would have been the top seed yeah. in the NFC. My second rock bottom was watching that Antonio Brown show where he just quit in the middle of the game and just stormed off the field, no shirt, nothing, deucing the crowds because we lost a dynamic weapon going into the playoffs. So we're just so depleted. But those are my two rock bottom moments. Definitely more when we lost uh, Brown and he quit in a dynamic, fiery fashion. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Mike, appreciate it. Thank you so much. A dynamic, fiery fashion. That's the best way to put that. I um, uh, Speaking of rock bottoms, I think that last week this show had a rock bottom. I mean, it could be like the Giants, John Mara. Like every day I come on the air, there's a new rock bottom. It just gets worse and worse. But uh, Antonio Brown, Keely, I spent all of last week defending Antonio Brown. Mm. After the walk-off in New York happened, I said Bruce Arians is the one in the wrong. Bruce Arians is the one who tried to force him back on the field. He was injured. That's a true scenario of a coach trying to be a disciplinarian and a player saying, I get paid way too much to be told what to do like that. I'm hurt. And then what does this fool do? He goes on to the Send It In podcast and talks about how Rob Gronkowski makes more money than him. If he truly was Tom Brady's boy, uh, why does Rob Gronkowski make more money than A.B. does? Antonio Brown uh, going out there and uh, and acting like a, a, a jackass, to be quite honest. And so, for me, I, that's the last time I ever try and go out on a limb for someone like Antonio Brown. He's just a bad guy. He sucks. Uh, and I made myself look bad going to bat for him like three straight days and isn't this how ab works as soon as you try and take his side on something he does something or says something that makes you realize i probably shouldn't have gone in that spot i um to quote one of the toys in toy story 4 i don't just have one question i have all the questions (laughs) how how are you defending him how did you even try to justify oh he's injured and somebody tried to make him stay on the field and then that way, I, I know. your job is I know. to stay there. I know. You don't know. just go when you feel like it. You don't just go and take your clothes off when you feel like it. I know. What well, is he, a five-year-old? If it makes you feel better, Pierre Garçon <laughs> smacked me down on that, too. Yes, uh, I he, he was. He was like, uh, he, the thing about Pierre is he heard me out. 
and he's got that like calm disposition. And, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think he's agreeing <laughs> with me. And then he gives me the, well, actually. And uh, that's what like really hurts is when you get the, well, actually, from someone with that type of personality. And he's like, yeah, he might have been trying to make a point, but it was the presentation that wasn't good. And right. I couldn't argue with that. You take your shirt off and you do jumping jacks in the end zone and you run off. Uh, that's not good. But I was even still willing to look past that because AB's eccentric. I know. And in retrospect, I screwed up. And when he started going after Tom Brady, but this is my growth as a person, Keely. Since I used last to ju- week? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about overall. No, I've made I, I've I've made no growth. I've just come to a realization since last week. But okay. as far as uh, Tom Brady is concerned, I used to take shots at the guy whenever I could over everything. And then AB went after Tom Brady like that, which I thought was ridiculous because the only reason A.B. still has a career is Tom Brady, and I flew to Tom Brady's defense. Just flew to Tom Brady's defense. Like, A.B., that's the stupidest thing that he could have possibly done, and that's why I think now he won't have another job in the NFL because he went after Brady. That was a horrific decision, worse than taking off your shirt and jumping jacking off in, uh, off the field. Did we do drug test here? Did we? Do we test here? Because I just, I don't know, Glenn. They might need to check you. Oh, man. I really. You, you on that stuff. I know, I know. Like, I, I you, think maybe you got COVID brain or something. Yeah, I, 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 I might have post COVID brain. You're right. Something. Like I wasn't thinking clearly. That was, but that's the last How time I ever go to bed. Jumping jacks, take off their shirt, jumping jacks in the end zone. Mind you, mind you, a person that has randomly dyed his hair blonde and like his mustache blonde and had a fake <laughs> vaccination card. But yeah. you're like, you know what? Though? You know what? I'm a rock rhythm on this. You one. know what? Cut that out. I actually, now that you bring up, I totally forgot about it. That between the fake vaccine card and the blonde dyed Are you mustache. with the woman outside his, where the cops had to be called outside his house down at Woodsy Broward, Miami? Broward. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. I get it. But if you're comparing the vax card, Lord the fake vax card. need a hug and, and a drug test. And dyeing your mustache blonde. I almost feel like the, the dyed blonde mustache, to me, is more <laughs> offensive than the fake vaccine card. Like, <laughs> I just got the picture. I just pictured how ridiculous that looked when he dyed his mustache and blonde. And did he come up in like an armored, he came up in an armored <laughs> yeah. car that year? Yes, yes, he should did and wasn't i believe there was a helicopter at one point with antonio oh brown as well yes oh good but, lord but this you're gonna roll with him on. i know not but anymore I'm roll, but i'm gonna roll with you on the jumper jacks in the end zone <laughs> you know you sound stupid right i, I know i don't I know. like to call people that i know no i know I you're not it. stupid you no sound stupid. i do sound stupid i mean yeah. I, we can make an argument i am stupid uh <laughs> uh let's go to uh i've seen your wife you're <laughs> oh I, I, that is very well said that's about the smartest thing i've done uh lonzo is in Boca. You could argue about Lonzo and his intelligence being a Lions fan for this long. Lonzo, what was your rock bottom this season? Week three against Baltimore when the clock expired and Tucker kicked the 66-yard field goal. (laughs) Now, if, if you're a Lions fan or you know anything about the NFL and the Lions, they just will never, ever let my Lions reach the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. The, 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 the planets have aligned. The Calvin Johnson catch in the end zone that wasn't. The, the playoff game against the Cowboys where there was four fouls. They didn't call one. We lost that one. You know, it, after a while, you know, when we almost came back and beat San Francisco in the first game, uh-huh. it's like, okay, these guys, you know, they're playing pretty decent ball, but I mean, how many times can you have your heart broken in one season? 
Baltimore, Minnesota. I mean, they lost like seven games by four points or less this year. Yep, absolutely. But I, but I think next year they better look out. They're going to have to find another reason to keep them out of the playoffs. Uh, see, this is the most dangerous thing. That Lonzo is entering dangerous territory because now he's a Lions fan with some hope. He's a Lions fan with some expectations, and everybody knows how that ends. Lonzo, appreciate the call. Uh, the the I totally for yeah the Justin Tucker's sixty six yard field goal off of the crossbar bouncing through. That is one of those things where you swear off football, where you just say, you know what, I'm packing it in. I've seen enough. I, this is a done deal. Uh, uh, that one, and I'll I'll say this though, the Lions rebounded well. Like I do, kind of feel like there's some hope in that spot. I don't know how it ends, but the Lions feel a lot better than the Dolphins do right now. At least feels like there's some consistency right now with the Lions. What was your NFL rock bottom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. When we return uh, to me some damning revelations about Brian Flores this morning on Pablo Torre's ESPN Daily podcast. And I want to get Keeley's thoughts on it because Keeley is the one who says the NFL rock bottom for her is is Brian Flores being unemployed, being fired. But I want to get her her thoughts on what we're going to hear from Marcel Louis Jacques. She is Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Another NFL rock bottom that's occurring to me, because Keely, everybody knows that I'm a, uh, I'm a phony and uh, I'm a Dolphins fan, but also I still follow the, uh, the team that I was born and raised with, the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears gaining 46 yards against the Browns in a loss back in September. That in a season of rock bottoms for the Bears, including Matt Nagy uh, just being on the sideline, that being a rock bottom on a week-to-week basis, uh, that was the worst moment of what was a miserable Bears season. 46 yards in a four-quarter NFL game. Uh, yeah, I... I- I mean, I it's just... I, I have no words. If there's, there's like, rock bottom and there's, like, the pits, and that somehow was was both of, of them. The pits of hell, the depths of Hades right there when it comes to football. Uh, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, that is where you're going to have just an exceptional spring training appearance. It is the home of the Washington Nationals and... <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, that was terrible. Uh, and the uh, defending American League champion Houston Astros, the... Choked those 46 yards. I know that (laughs) that was the most appropriate way to wrap up that conversation about the Bears offense against Cleveland so let me start that again the ballpark of the Palm Beaches outstanding spring training you're gonna love spring training there I love going there every single year it really is the kickoff to spring the American League champion Houston Astros the Washington Nationals they call it home go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com to find out how you can experience the 160 acres of fan-friendly fun 7,700 seats, a 360-degree concourse, the banana boat lawn, the party decks, and more. Here's some of the big games coming up at the ballpark, the Palm Beaches in spring training. March 12th, Astros-Braves. That's a World Series rematch. March 18th, the Yankees coming to town. March 21st, the Red Sox are in West Palm, and the Mets are in six 
different times during spring training at the ballpark, the Palm Beaches. Find out more about tickets, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. That's ballparkpalmbeaches.com. All right, so we've been talking about Brian Flores a little bit and, and how Keeley believes that the Dolphins getting rid of a guy who actually – wins, which is, is rare with the Dolphins and does it in consecutive seasons. Not playoffs, but does have a winning record. He's no longer the head coach. Steven Ross making a decision to go a different direction. That was rock bottom uh, this season for her with this NFL year. Well, Marcel Louis-Jacques who uh, joins us fairly regularly here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, he was on with Pablo Torre uh, on his ESPN Daily podcast this morning, and there was this revelation that 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 sort of caught my attention about Brian Flores and his relationship with his coaching staff. Let's hear what Marcel Louis Jacques had to say. It's my understanding that you know Ross's comments are stemming from Brian Flores, you know, kind of stopped communicating. Really, he he stopped communicating with his staff somewhere around really Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, mm. even about things like, you know, daily meeting plans, like uh, it, it's my understanding that some of at least his assistants felt like they just didn't know what was going on. And he said they didn't know what he was thinking. They didn't know what his plan was. Wow. And the incredible thing is that like it continued through the winning streak. So they finish eight and one <laughs> as he's not talking to people. You know, that's communication and then collaboration. He and Chris Greer's relationship w- was, we can call it, bad. I think about that, Keely. I mean, Brian Flores, as much as he, as he wins and did win games with the Dolphins, despite some pretty improbable circumstances, if you have a head coach where he is purposely just not communicating with staff, nobody's on the same page, Think about our business. If mm-hmm. if you and I didn't talk, and then we just jumped on the air, oh, or man, that uh, that was actually perfect comedic timing. But but what if we had what and uh, what if we had though a a bad. Ten, t- tension-filled relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Which we do not. Mm-hmm. We we joke around with each other, and but we don't we don't have a tension-filled relationship, and mm-hmm. we didn't speak, and then we tried to do this job. That wouldn't feel tenable, right? That would feel bad, and that's where I sort of understand where Stephen Ross is coming from with this decision. If that's how Brian Flores is conducting himself, I can speak from personal experience that I have had that before, mm-hmm. where I just did not get along with. Um, a co-worker and it it's hard it's very hard now if you're if you're good at what you do I'm not saying I'm good at what I do but I'm I'm I you're good at what you do Keely <clears throat> I'm I but so you're so you're still gonna excel but somebody's gotta go whether it's they leave on their own accord whether it's you leave or whatever I've had experiences both where I've left where other people have left and it just felt like, oh, oh my gosh, now yeah. I can like do my job in peace. And so I, so I get how that move can be made. But at the same time, if it's a situation like this, how do you, if you don't have a winning season next year and you don't have one the year after, and, and if they're, say, say we go another, you know, three or four seasons, say, mm-hmm. say we, we keep this track record where now we go three seasons and this next coach has a losing record. I mean, would you the the devil you know is better than the one you don't, right? And do you yeah. just, do you figure it out? Do you figure out how to work work around that? So, I I, I don't know if this is just Brian Flores hit 
pieces, but there's a lot leaking out. Multiple yeah. reports leaking out. Uh, Adam Beasley especially used to write for the Miami Herald, but Adam Beasley writing that uh, Brian Flores no longer had any sort of communication with the GM, Chris Greer. And I'm, I'm of the belief Chris Greer should be gone as well. Like This job's incomplete because Chris Greer, the man who has spent countless draft picks on offensive linemen, has not gotten one single offensive lineman first-round, second-round, or third-round pick correct. Uh, it's time to, to probably make a move from him. But but there was no relationship there. And so also uh, apparently uh, expletive laden back and forths between Brian Flores and Tua. Do you know how mad you have to get Tua to, right. to actually swear? <laughs> like that, that in and of itself, you're like, whoa. Uh, but then here, if he stopped communicating with his coaching staff around Thanksgiving, that's a huge problem. The guy who hired the coaching staff was not Chris Greer. That was Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores had the most turnover of any coaching staff right up there in the NFL. He had five offensive coordinators in three years. So if, if, if he doesn't trust his coaching staff, you know who's to blame for that? That's, that's Brian Flores. It's, winning games is very difficult in the NFL, and I get that. And Brian Flores managed to do that mm-hmm. at a greater volume than any coach that has preceded him since Jimmy Johnson. Okay, But if you can't manage staff... How sustainable does it end up being? Doesn't it feel like that bubble was going to burst at some point if this is what was actually happening behind the scenes? Yeah, it does. But but it still begs the question. You just said it. It's very hard to win games in the NFL professional sports period. It's very hard to win games. And not only did he win the games, he ex- exceeded one game over 500 this year and 10 and 6 the year before. Again, we talked about first back-to-back winning season since 2003. How do you not figure out? Maybe we, I mean, y'all need to go see Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Oprah, <laughs> Gail, somebody, Stedman, somebody's available. Figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out because we're not getting a divorce. So figure it out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, how, because if you lose the fans, be, I mean, no offense, Dolphins, y'all know y'all not going nowhere. But if you're not making money and then you ultimately lose the fans because you're not winning games, then would it have been better to figure out how to work it out? And then it begs the question of, okay, is is Brian Flores not a guy that can get along with people? Mm -hmm. Are we, as we spoke about in the first segment, are we just now in 2022 now? We can't figure out how to work with caustic people. Do people feel like, look, life is too short. I'm not doing it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, an- the answer is to that because I've, I've worked with some terrible people before. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I just I said, well, listen, I don't have to go home with you, though. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. This is a, a professional relationship. Right. And, and you can sweep a lot of things under the rug and just get the job done. And, and I, I totally understand that. But I saw someone, and I apologize for not being able to, uh, to, to re-identify them, but I saw someone say, oh, the Dolphins wanted Belichick. And then as soon as they got Belichick, then uh, they didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, insinuating that, well, Belichick is a, a, a jerk. And he wins a lot of games, and you wanted a guy who was one of his disciples, and he acted the same way, and now you don't like it. Uh, you didn't have the guts to to actually see it through. But I don't recall ever hearing that Bill Belichick just cut off his staff right. from communication. Or maybe they were point. bound by blood not to say. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. There's been some threats uh, that that have been levied, but I. I, 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 does this make sense? And I, I hate to rehash stuff that, that I said earlier in the week, but I do want to, to run it by you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair 
that Brian Flores got fired. It is unfair that Brian Flores got fired. That said, it's not as if he is some innocent victim here. There certainly appears to be, from a personality standpoint, enough to fire him. You just need to weigh your options. Are you okay with the football stuff if it means you have to deal with the personality stuff, or are you concerned the personality stuff would then eventually seep into the football stuff? And I think that that is a legitimate enough concern to make the move that Stephen Ross did. Uh, did you ask me a question? Uh, I'm just no. I'm just running that that by you. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, does no, that make makes, sense? It makes sense what you're saying. I, I was I didn't want to miss the question. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, there there was question? no question. It was very clunky and roundabout. No, don't worry about it. It's all good. I, I listen that way too, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> I, um, man, I, I just don't know how that works because there really is a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation because we can't really think of too many people that have been great who haven't had some sort of, at least when they were in the thick of it, whether in the thick of playing, in the thick of coaching, that didn't have some sort of maybe caustic, if you will, personality. Mm-hmm. They weren't warm and fuzzy. You look at, um, you see what uh, Pippen was saying about Jordan in the last several months. And we saw, um, oh my God, the name of the documentary escapes me now. Um, the about last the, dance. About the finals. Thank you. You see, I mean, you see how he was, how Jordan was during that. And, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant, you see how he was on the court. And then he was all warm and fuzzy post-retirement. I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot of people that are Shaq-esque. Because I'm sure there might be some people that tells you, at least when LeBron in his earlier years, that probably they didn't like him very much. Yeah. Because how do you, your brain can only handle so much. How do you focus on being the best and being the best friend to somebody? You can't do all that. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? And sure. and you got to keep your wife happy or your husband happy in, in, in whatever the case may be, whether you're, <laughs> whether you're um, married or not. You got to keep your kids happy. You got to keep a boss happy. Listen, I can't be your friend, too. Now, you don't have to be a jerk to people. Right. But I think people sometimes perceive um, steadfastness and focus with people being a jerk. Well, I don't think people understand that there is that there's sure. a middle. But I think that the the consensus, just to bring in another coach here, the consensus would be that Nick Saban's a jerk. I think that that is the that is what the the majority thought would be about Nick Saban, mm-hmm. and he acknowledged this year that he has not handled. He didn't handle this Alabama team like he has others because he realized being a hard coach, a guy who comes down on players, mm-hmm. wasn't going to work with this side. It was more encourage them and coach them along. And so if a guy like Nick Saban is coming yeah. to that realization, yeah. then Brian Flores, I, I, I can't sit here and defend his approach to coaching if right. it seems like it was toxic enough where the owner and, – and Stephen Ross, he, he's a cutthroat guy in business. I mean, he's he, he is – he's not afraid to fire people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even when a guy like that, who has made billions in his industry, uh, sees, oh, man, that doesn't seem right. You're probably not doing something kosher as a coach. And what I will say, Brian Flores is an attractive coaching candidate, and he Mm -hmm. will be a head coach again, and he should be a head coach again. But if you're the Bears who are interviewing him today, and you have Justin Fields, who's your quarterback, take a long damn look at how Brian Flores handled Tua and the very untenable situations he put Tua in when you're making your decision about whether or not you want him to be the guy who's handling your franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. Ken Levick alive with Keeley Ferguson. 
on ESPN 106.3. It's a Thursday edition. Listening to lunch is coming up when we start our number two. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Because we're 48 hours away from, like, good football, competent football, championship caliber football, I I felt like today was the best opportunity to look back on the worst of the 2021 NFL season, inspired by John Mara, the Giants owner, who said, yeah, uh, every time I thought we hit rock bottom, every week was a new bottom, and that's why Joe Judge is gone, and that's why the Giants now are looking for a new head coach, but you know what? That spoke to me. I can relate, because I live my life as a pessimist. When is the next rock bottom? And John John, just trust me when I tell you, you and I, we may have much different tax brackets, but you're closer to me than you ever thought. I feel you, John. I feel you. Ken Levick alive with Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Keeley will be in here every Thursday with us here, 12 to 2. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back in as we get to, to our number two. You had a revelation Keely, uh, what 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 is this rock bottom revelation that you had? Alliteration, purposeful there. So this is not a rock bottom revelation as far as the NFL concerned. This is a sports rock bottom. Okay, okay. Kodak Black <laughs> at the dang yes, Panthers yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. I like where your head is at here. What <laughs> was he? The, what was so funny was the person. <laughs> <laughs> that recorded the video from the other side of the, the arena was like, what is happening? All right. Right? So so let's give a quick recap in case, because this is hockey, and I know oh, that there God. are some that listen that don't pay attention to any hockey. Just a quick rundown. The Florida Panthers are awesome. They are arguably the best team in the NHL. They are playing some of the best teams in the league right now, and not only beating them, but throttling them, destroying them. So there's some buzz now. So uh, Kodak Black, he is a, how would you describe him, Keely, a controversial Broward County-based rapper? Listen, I, he's a rapper. Okay. I don't, I, I can't tell you can't tell you what song he did oh that's fine it's fine he he uh, stone's looking at me like yeah listen i don't know what (laughs) these children are rapping about now i know don't let don't let 24 year old stone labanowitz uh, make sure he's running this show and not trying to shame you for for not knowing uh, a a track of kodak black what i will say is kodak black is a controversial broward based rapper who is lamar jackson's boy uh who often gets in trouble with the law and once got pardoned by donald trump yes does that sum up kodak Black pretty it well. Does. Okay. It does. Perfect. So Kodak Black uh, has jumped on the Panthers train. All right. And so he was at the Panthers game the other night and he brought a um, a woman friend. He did. And he, he brought a woman friend. And so uh, as the, the, the game went on, they were in a suite. Now, if you've ever been to FLA Live Arena, formerly BB&T Center, uh, you can see pretty clearly into the suites. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're there. They're exposed. Mm-hmm. They're nice, but they're right there. Uh, there's very very little privacy. Uh, Kodak Black and his his lady friend decided that um, that it was twerk time, and <laughs> they decided that it was twerk time. It was dancing time. Now here's the thing: she was very how do you put it, Keely? Scantily clad for a hockey game, especially. Uh, yeah. There was a lot yeah. of leg showing. We'll put it that way. Yeah, a lot of, lot of um, boob. Yeah, a lot of yeah. boob. Right, and yeah. so from a distance, it would be easy to discern that maybe. Um, her pants were lacking 
Right. <laughs> he had lacking pants, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was someone shooting video from across the ice at FLA Live Arena into Kodak Black suite that he was in where this woman is is grinding on him really hard. And it mm-hmm. looks like they're um, they're having sex. Uh, you, tr- are, you tried to clean it up, but you're yeah, like, I can't no. think of a- doing the grown up, Ken. Yeah, they're doing the grown up. Doing they're, the grown up. Yeah, they're getting it in. Like that's that's what they're doing. And mm-hmm. so we're gonna call this that side of the arena where that was being shot from the sex side of the arena because anybody <laughs> sitting on that side thought that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Then there is footage from someone who looks to be in the suite. Um, mm-hmm. who is behind Kodak Black, and clearly this woman has some pants on. There is some separation between uh, what would be deemed <laughs> sex that makes it not sex in that spot. So they're clearly just sort of twerk on one another, and they're, they're you know, they're dancing. They're they're dancing, suggestively, um, uh, grindily dancing. It was like Like the Lombada. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Urban Meyer. What, like what it did was, you call him? Coach what? Uh, Coach McGrindy Pants. <laughs> So, so it's not. It wasn't that much different. And she wasn't from Urban wearing Meyer. pants. Just yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. She those was, were not pants. She was clothed. Yeah, yeah. But there was, she was there not was wearing fabric, pants. right? But Correct. those were not pants. Correct. Yeah. Um. So the big controversy has been because the NHL is not used to this. The NHL is not used to uh, gasp hip hop artists taking in their product, so they don't know exactly. Or just people twerking in the, in the <laughs> right, box next right, to Panthers. Right. Right. But this. The, yeah. They, they, and that's true. That could have been Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Is that's like, true. Are, what are they doing? Well, there's <laughs> a couple of layers to this because the Panthers clearly at first thought it was cool that Kodak Black was there. Like, rap, shoot, rap sheet and all. Because they kept showing him on the, the big uh, scoreboard at FLA Live Arena. And then this happened, and suddenly... They weren't showing him on the scoreboard anymore at FLA Live Arena. The NHL tweeted something about Kodak Black being at the Panthers game. Guess what happened? After this video came out, they deleted the tweet. (laughs) So the NHL clearly not yet ready to handle a new world where hip-hop artists are regularly attending NHL games. They didn't know what to do. They panicked could you imagine like there's no way that the dolphins or the heat or uh, or or, or any organization even the marlins something like that happens in one of their suites they're not trying to wash the internet of of (laughs) the acknowledgement that that person was there like i don't think the panthers are fully prepared yet for the big time i don't think the nhl is fully prepared yet for the big time but kodak black let me ask you mom keely Uh uh-huh uh-huh so you have your, your young children, your beautiful children at the Panthers game, and that's happening across the way from you. Uh, are you upset as a parent that there are two clothed adults doing that at a sporting event? Uh, well, two things. Yes. Okay. But I, I wouldn't acknowledge it, especially because my kids are so young. They hey, kids. Even, <laughs> Let me teach they, you a lesson. They were, right. They wouldn't even <laughs> see that far away. They'd be looking down on the ice. Um, but... It's, it's kind of like a couple of years ago when there was the Lizzo controversy and she was at the Lakers game and people were like, but the, the cheerleaders wear hardly anything. I'm like, that is not even the same. Yeah. It has nothing to do with her size. If right, Rihanna right, right. was doing it, I would still be like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I, I don't know if they put her up on the Jumbotron at the Lakers game. I know they didn't with Kodak Black. but And that's one of those things where – 
you know, because people, they do the kiss cam and people may, you know, get a little crazy with the kiss. I mean, people are drinking at these games. Yes, as a mom, that would bother me. But at the same time, it's almost par for the course, if you will, with some stuff that just in general happens at these yeah. games with adults. By the, especially if you go to a football game, please. By the time you get to like the third quarter. Oh, yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. So especially if you're in the stands. <laughs> so, I mean, I... I actually would be frightened to take my children to things these days just because people have no chill. Yeah. yeah whether yeah, yeah. it's Kodak Black and Homegirl twerking, whether it's people wanting to flash probably with the Jumbotron, whether it's Kiss Cam, people drinking, people fighting. Like, I mean, women getting a man beat up. Was that the Steelers game? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How I many? Mean, I mean, that's the thing. How many white women have we seen get their husbands beaten up uh, during the <laughs> NFL season? Like, so, so, uh, like, for me, you're totally right. Like, I've seen some, some unspeakable unspeakable things um, at Jets-Dolphins games with fighting and in front of kids and kids being put in danger. For me, this is like downright tame, almost acceptable compared to what you see on a regular basis at an NFL game. And I'll take it a step further here, Keeley. I would, if the Panthers don't lean into this as sort of a second intermission tradition, they're doing the whole thing wrong. Mm. Like You need to, to, to get with your significant other and grind on them oh, in the uh-uh. second intermission for like, I don't know, like a minute. And it'll be like the, the twerk camp. The, mm, Do no, something different. That no, would make them. You, <laughs> no, you're not no. into that. Mm-hmm. You're not into that. Panthers, just trust me on this, okay? Mm-hmm. Just trust me. This is the a great idea. Cam? The twerk camp. It's uh, a perfect that's idea. That's a hard pass. <laughs> just, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I. Oh <my. laughs> Oh, oh man. man! You know, yep. I thought we was gonna make it. I know we did. 15. We only had forty-five minutes. So I thought we was gonna make it. We, we couldn't do it. We, we couldn't I, do it. And, and well, couldn't I couldn't do it. do it. Yeah, I was you gonna say I, I'm dragging you into the abyss with me. I couldn't do it. Uh, Tony is in West Palm. Tony has some things on Kodak Black. What's up, Tony? Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Hey, I had to hit y'all up because for me, it's hilarious that Kodak Black and the NHL are like. You know, being spoken of in the same sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, 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 it's it's out because let me tell you something. Let me just be straight with you, Lavica. I'm I am North Lauderdale. I'm from Pompano. I'm from- yeah. Uh, did I lose uh-huh. you, Tony? Uh, hold on. I want to hear Stone. Uh, like, uh, hang up on Tony, but have him call back. Let's get him to call back because I want to hear Tony's thoughts. Yes, yeah, so Kodak Black is from Pompano, and yes, it is appreciably hilarious that Kodak Black and NH- the NHL are in the same sentence. Now, part of this for me, though, too, is, and I think you probably have an idea of where I'm going here, and if this was a Kim Kardashian and a Pete Davidson, or if this was a Julia Fox and a Kanye, and they're doing something similar, is there the focus on it that we're getting because it's Kodak Black and because Kodak Black has a reputation? Uh, I don't think people knew what Kodak Black's reputation was. I honestly, I didn't know Kodak Black's reputation until you said it. I know. So you don't think said, he's mainstream enough to like? And okay. I, I know he has said some unsavory things about black women, but you know, I'm in the in the uh, in the blackosphere on the YouTube. <laughs> so like black the blackosphere on the YouTube. Yes. Uh, black Tony's YouTube, but Tony's I mean, <laughs> yeah. Tony's back. Uh, sorry, Tony, we lost you for a second. I, I definitely want to hear what you had to say about Kodak Black, though. No issue, no issue. Listen now, but I was saying, for what happened at that game, 
being someone who's from Lauderhill, deep side Lauderhill, from Pompano, from North Lauderdale, that's tame. That's super tame. Like, go to yeah. Walmart and wa- go to Walmart, Walmart in the hood yeah. and, and see how see, you, you <laughs> see twerking in the toy aisle <laughs> in, in, in Lauderdale. In Lauderdale uh, okay? So the Panthers okay. got the G version of this whole thing. They got the Super G version. And let me tell you, I, I, LeVic, I wasn't even thinking about it. It should definitely be incorporated somehow. Hell yeah. Somehow into, into a game because, I mean, yo, it's Florida, man. What else do we do, bro? I was going to say. A time Florida, like, you know? I'm t- I, here's my thing, Tony. Like, I live in Broward. You're from Broward. Sunrise, to me, doesn't represent all of Broward. I need all of Broward represented if that's truly going to be Fort Lauderdale's team, the Florida Panthers. So you know what? We need to get some Pompano in there. We need to get some Lauder Hill in there. And if that means yeah. leaning into what Kodak Black did, then I'm all for that. And that would definitely separate the Panthers from the rest of the NHL. Tony, I appreciate no, you. Before I, if I can say one last thing, yeah, yeah, go definitely, not a Kodak, definitely not a Kodak enabler, though, because, yo, we need to leave that brother alone, let him do some things and take care of himself, oh. stay out of trouble and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? Because we need to see less, less of these brothers, you know what I mean, in trouble and having fun and just living it up. God bless everybody. Have a great day. Tony, Tony, before Tony, you, appreciate Tony you. go, I think you I, I had a, I had a question for Tony. I uh-huh. just want to know if you're twerking in the toy, like, are are you twerking <laughs> by the action figures? Do you twerk? Where in the toy aisle is this like, happening? By yeah. Ken and Barbie, like, and then Ken and Barbie getting in on the action. Oh, like, when man. when you leave, is it like Toy Story where they come alive and then they have a twerk party? Is it by the Legos? By the little people of Fisher Price, like where <laughs> the little is the appropriate place oh, to twerk in oh, the toy man. aisle? I am loving the dichotomy of this Just conversation. <laughs> I love Keely weighing in. I love Mom Keely weighing in on things like this and just getting her perspective on the world. This is so perfect. Now, <laughs> one one thing I will say, and Tony's on to something. Like Kodak has not done a good job of taking care of himself. Kodak has done a bad job of keeping himself out of trouble. If this is what we're going to get on Kodak Black for, you know what? I'll take this a hundred times out of a hundred yeah. compared to what Kodak Black has. Uh, has done previous. So, hey, if you want the Panthers to be real, you lean into twerking. And and <laughs> you, you lean into this. It's a second intermission tradition. It only has to last like a minute. But you know what? That's you know too what? long. Uh, uh, it's some, the way they up. were twerking, I do not want to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. It would be exhausting, actually, probably. Yeah. A minute of that would be exhausting. Have uh, you twerked for a minute, Ken? No. No, I'm 37. My hips aren't capable of doing that. Did for you an twerk in minute. your younger days? You <laughs> no, from the south side? I am from the south side. I yeah. did not twerk. I I, so. I was on the <laughs> I was uncomfortably you ain't at trail, a, Ken. on a col- at a college party. <laughs> I was uncomfortably on the receiving end of a twerk from uh, in front of like 25 people, and that's really my uh, my experience with twerking. Sergio Herrera uh, DMs call it twerk TV at the Panthers game. Now the twerk cam, <laughs> but twerk TV, and you know what, Sergio, we have the same marketing mind we're on the same page here <laughs> oh man i'm so glad keely brought that up brought up kodak black because that i had that on the docket and uh she she brought us into it you were a 
true radio professional. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I promise we're going to get to the listening lunch in just a second. I want to tell you about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to love the car buying experience because it's easy, because they make it comfortable. I think we can all agree that when it comes to buying a car, maybe the worst part about it is that you feel pressure. You feel like uh, you're you're being forced to do something that you're not completely comfortable with. And that's why I don't like buying a car because I'm not good at haggling. I'm not good at negotiating. I'm sort of a pushover and... I feel like I get exploited and taken advantage of when I'm buying a car, but they're not going to do that to you at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach going to come over. They're going to ask you, what are you looking for? What type of automobile are you in the market for? What type of Kia are you searching for? And uh, this is the time to do it. 2022, that's the year for you in a brand new Kia from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Shop from their large selection of the new Kias, the new 2022 Kia K5, the advanced technology, the uh, 10 and a quarter inch touch screen display. I have it. I love it. Or the all-new 2022 Kia Telluride, the popular eight-passenger Kia Carnival. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com is where you go to get up to $6,000 over Kelly Bluebick fair market value for any trade that you can drive home your new Kia today. Only at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Call 800-NEW-KIAs. That's 1-800-NEW-KIAs. Or go to their website, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com to see the large selection of new Kias online. And then check Check out Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, it's where I got my Kia K5 GT. You are going to love buying a Kia from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. The listening lunch on the horizon, including Viagra playing a part in the NFL playoffs. Perhaps. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Torque TV. It definitely has a ring to it. Panthers, I'm telling you, call me. Call me. Ken LaVica live with Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, got you for another half hour or so here on ESPN 106. The Ray were presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the title sponsor of Ken LaVica Live. Sign up for summer semester courses. Now it's your path to the sports industry, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. All right, Keely, let's get into our listening lunch here our listening lunch are the audio clips you need to hear and we react to them as you hit your lunch time on this thursday afternoon and let's go ahead and start with tim hasselbeck who was on get up tim hasselbeck on get up this morning on espn talking about who has the advantage in the game between the bills and and the Pats. It's going to be cold. It's going to be single digits. It's going to be near zero. Who does that benefit? Here's Tim Hasselbeck. It is going to be freezing. Two degrees above zero. It's going to feel like below zero. It's one of those classic NFL weather games, which I think fans love. And 
How does this particular game become impacted by the weather? The cold, Mac Jones versus Allen. Belichick has all the experience in the world in cold weather games. Who gets the edge based on the conditions? Well, let me say this. The awful weather conditions, no doubt, would favor the New England Patriots. We saw it in their first matchup. But Greeny, you just had the, the forecast up there. Yeah, it's gonna be cold, but that's fine. You know, like, so to me, I don't think weather ends up being a factor in, in this game if that forecast holds true. Look, that, that to me ends up being a win right there for Buffalo, that it's just gonna be freezing cold and that there's only gonna be gusts of 14 mile per hour winds. Like, that, that's not gonna affect the passing game. What would affect the passing game is what we saw in the first matchup. The second matchup, when it was cold, not as cold as it's going to be this weekend, look what Josh Allen did. He threw it 47 times, ran it another 12 times. They put the whole thing on him. And so I think if, if that ends up being the case, this Buffalo team, you know, ends up having the advantage with just cold weather. You know where this is coming from, Keeley? It's because the Bills yesterday practiced indoors. So you know what the Patriots did? They practiced outdoors. And so that's easy. For us in sports media, we see that. We just salivate over it. We need to gobble that up because that means Belichick is preparing his team better. The elements, cold weather football. But this is so much different from the game earlier in the season where Mac Jones only threw three times in Buffalo mm -hmm. because there were 35 to 40 to 45 mile an hour wind gusts in that game. This is just cold. This is mm -hmm. Buffalo. The mm -hmm. Bills aren't going to be affected by cold weather, whether they practice inside or they practice outside. The cold is a complete non-factor. Nobody gets an upper hand here except the Bills who are playing at home. I was confused by what Hasselbeck said for two. So what did he say? I got lost. Yeah, I think he's second. basically. I think he's basically <laughs> saying that it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's cold weather. There's no wind. Josh Allen's gonna be fine. He'll throw 47 times in cold weather, and he'll do his best to run the Bills' offense the way it is is maximized. You know what? Do do we talk to Stone on this show, or do we just let not him? yet? We don't talk to we Stone talk to yet. Stone? We, he's not gracing us with his presence yet. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make eye contact. Contact with Stone. Okay. Stone, as as a QB, would you rather in cold weather to win the game? I know we'd rather throw all the time, but would you rather move the offense on the ground or do you need to start throwing early? So Stone says the ground. And so that's and the reason I went to Stone, because I had to go to the great Stone Labanowitz. Uh-huh. Friday night lights. Right. And ask him this question because it, it made sense to me that. I know just walking outside when I lived in Maryland, my hand would freeze up. So I can't imagine it's three degrees and it's going to feel like negative eight, whether there's wind or not. Cold is cold. I know you're from the shy and, you know, us Texan, native Texan, now South Floridian the last 10 years and Stones are South Floridian. And we all know cold like that. But I know the human body. <laughs> and, and that is going to be cold if you're a quarterback. So I would think that the advantage is going to be on the ground, whichever team it is. Because it's cold up in Foxborough. Yeah. Both teams this can run. I mean, Devin Singletary, the FAU grad, has torn it up the last couple of weeks. The, the Bills can run. We know the Patriots can run. I just, listen, 
Josh Allen, if this is a conversation about whether or not the Bills are going to be able to throw the ball, because you do want Josh Allen throwing, Josh Allen went to college at Wyoming. You know how miserably cold with no buffer for the wind it gets in October and November in Laramie, Wyoming? It is the absolute worst. Josh Allen will not be affected by cold. Josh Allen's going to be fine. Josh Allen can run the ball. Now, in case... He needed, though, a little bit of an edge, a little bit of an advantage. Well, Bart Scott, also on uh, Get Up on ESPN, has a little bit of advice, a little bit of a tip for Josh Allen. Listen closely, Keeley. Listen to what Bart Scott says could help Josh Allen in the cold against the Patriots. By Agra. Take some Agra for the game, baby. Got to fit that circulation going right. I, I don't so, know how to move uh, off of that. I don't have any medical background, so I can't. I don't really have a, a response to that. But you, you play, so well, you must of, know I, something. A lot of us take Viagra, right? Because Viagra opens up the blood okay, vessels. Sir, a lot of us take Viagra. What do you mean? A lot, a lot of, of, a lot of <laughs> NFL players, at least in my day, took Viagra because it opens up the blood vessels. A lot of endurance athletes. Viagra. Viagra. That's right. One more time, just to drive it home, please. Viagra. Uh huh. Viagra is what Bart Scott is recommending Josh Allen take to circulate that blood. How do you feel about that, Keely? Because, uh, see, I was just going to say, <laughs> maybe you start throwing early to, to warm up. <laughs> you know, you, you go to that early. Uh-huh. You go to your passing game early. That's, uh-huh. what, I was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Oh God! So I, just I wanna... hope this doesn't get me fired. Because so, I got, I have all the questions again. As she said, from Toy Story oh, Four, I have feel all, free. I have fire all away. the questions because because I don't take Viagra. Uh-huh. I, I ain't got that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I ain't as, got that. As, as a person that knows nothing about that, <laughs> to, to the people who have it, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take that, uh huh. To get your blood circulating, uh-huh. as they say. But the part that is circulating, yeah. how yeah. do you yeah. play like that? Yeah. Uh, so you and I have the same question. Um, so okay. let me, I have all the questions. Let me how do you speak. Play like that? So as you put it, let me speak as someone who do got that. Okay. 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 Um, I don't know how that's possible <laughs> because that I would you be was about to enlighten me. Kid. No, no, no. There's no enlightening here. I have the same question because that would have to be wildly uncomfortable i don't know and think about it if you're wearing a jock strap in a cup especially and i don't know if josh allen does but i'd be willing to bet he does with the amount of contact he allows himself to take uh if you're wearing a jock strap in a cup and friday night lights can attest to this and he knows where i'm going i don't understand how that dynamic works Uh like i don't know where you're actually putting that (laughs) i i don't i don't know how that would work. Viagra before a football game seems like an absolutely terrible idea. Yeah. But I will say this. If Josh Allen can win a Super Bowl, they'll definitely erect a statue of him. Oh, man. Viagra. That's right. Oh, man. Well. Well, we've gone off the rails now. Viagra. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh, <laughs> I would not recommend what Bart Scott said as a way to play better on, uh, uh, against the Patriots. That's just me. That's just me. Because, again, I don't know how that dynamic would work. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. If anybody, uh, a former player, high school, college, 
pros you're listening right now and you have taken Viagra like Bart Scott said was prevalent as he put it in his day, let me know how that worked. Let me know how uncomfortable that was and where did you put it? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-760-3776-888-
quarterback, whereas if he can make a run, he becomes someone that we consider one of the, the great quarterbacks. I think the difference between good and great is appreciable, and I think it's on the line here for Matt Stafford. Bart Scott's right on. Listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. She's Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I am Ken Levicka. The, and Ken Levicka Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. All right, so we know, Keeley, that the Steelers really sort of backed their way into the postseason. Uh, the whole thing almost got derailed in if the Raiders and Chargers would have tied on Sunday night. Uh, Mike Tomlin fell asleep and didn't realize how close the Steelers actually were to not going to the playoffs when it seemed like it was going to be a sure thing. Ben Roethlisberger, he is taking the reverse jinx to a new level. I want you to listen to Ben Roethlisberger talking about the Steelers' chances in this postseason. I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the, out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. Um, we're a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. <laughs> we don't have much of a chance. We're the 14th team out of 14, so we might as well just go out there and wing it. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Not exactly inspiring words from your future Hall of Famer and your leader on that team, but I actually sort of love it because I think he's just playing into the, hey, you know what? We're going to go, you know what, out. We're going to do whatever we need to do. We're going to get reckless. We're going to get weird with it. And I honestly think that locker room hears that, and they'd receive that better than just some coach speak. We're going to do our best to execute, and we're going to try and go out there and pick up a big victory. I think this loose approach is probably the way to go with this when you have the Chiefs on the horizon. Do you, though? I mean, I think if I were a young guy in the Steelers locker room, I don't know if I would have said if I would have liked that he said that. What it sounds like is an, a future Hall of Famer, twice Super Bowl champion, who may or may not have gotten away with things, and he's like, listen, I'm on borrowed time right now. <laughs> so uh, whatever happens, happens. I got my rings. I know I'm going to Canton. I ain't tripping. However, if, I, if I'm his teammate and I'm like, wait, uh, no, no, don't say that. That's not what I want you to say. There was a different way you could have said that. Like, hey, we're going to play our hardest. You could have left it at that. You didn't need to say all that other stuff, Ben. Stone, let's hear Ben Roethlisberger one more time. Let's hear his quote one more time about the Steelers' chances with the Chiefs coming up in the postseason. I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the out of 14 teams I think are in. We're probably number 14. Um, we're a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. That from Ben Roethlisberger. Is that a good idea or a bad idea for the Steelers' locker room? Ben Roethlisberger's, yeah, we're not sure if we should actually be here and we're the 14th team out of 14. Is that the right way to approach it or the wrong way to approach it for that Steelers' locker room? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And as always, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Is that good leadership or bad leadership from Ben Roethlisberger? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776.
mistakes. Brightline is back and better than ever. This is always a good idea. New restaurant station upgrades. The new Brightline Plus service to get you to and from stations going car-free, carefree in South Florida. It is easier than ever. The trains are running daily between Miami, West Palm, and Fort Lauderdale. It's the most stress-free way to get through South Florida. Right now, groups of four more can save 25% on smart fares. Just enter the code all aboard on the Brightline app or on GoBrightline.com and get your discount whether riding with family, friends, or colleagues. Plus, kids under the age of 12 get to ride the Brightline for free with the purchase of an adult ticket. Download the Brightline app or visit GoBrightline.com and enjoy Brightline back and better than ever in 2022. That's Brightline. Check out GoBrightline.com or the Brightline app and let me tell you, it is the single most stress-free way to get to and from South Florida. I know it because I've done it because I like kicking my feet up because I like having a drink in hand and I like to decompress after a day of work on that yellow Brightline train. Ben Roethlisberger, pretty interesting approach to the playoffs. Uh, eh, we probably shouldn't be here with a 14th team out of 14, so we're probably not going to win. Is that a good idea to keep the locker room loose, or is that a bad look from your leader? Good leadership or bad leadership from Ben Roethlisberger? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Bill in Port St. Lucie. What's going on, Bill? Hey, man, how's it going today? Good, buddy. Hey, so I, I think it's an amazing idea what he did. Um, born and raised in Pittsburgh, grew up diehard Steel fan, bleed to black and gold. That's a Ben thing right there. That, that's his leadership. That's the locker room, um, especially with some young guys, the young front line, the young receivers. You know, he's going he, – he's just explaining to these guys, let's just go have fun. I mean, that's what he did. If you remember back in the 2004 – 2005 season, we had no chance going into Cincinnati, going into Indy, going into Denver, three on the road. And then we win the Super Bowl against Seattle. I mean, that's that's just him. That's just him. Yeah, appreciate it, Bill. And that's where I, I tend to think a little bit, Keeley, that it's more just sort of Ben Roethlisberger is oafish. He's just sort of a, uh, <laughs> he's yeah, what? he's oafish. Like Shrek? Uh, yeah, he's definitely like Shrek. He's okay. got a little Shrek to him. It's sort of like, uh, uh, you know, whatever, oh, let's just. Ogre. Yeah, same. Uh, uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like an oaf is a characteristic of an ogre. That might be the the, the correct way to put it. Uh, but like Ben's just sort of like you know what? I, I agree with you to, that that yes, he knows he's on borrowed time. So for him, it's just hey, let's go, let's go wing this whole thing. And, but I kind of like that though because the Steelers don't have much of a chance going into Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a brain knows that they don't have much of a chance. I kind of like the hey guys, follow my lead. We're just gonna get weird with it. You don't need to tell By me. Agra. <laughs> you don't get the Viagra. To, you don't need to tell me that though. That's like being like, you know what? I know I'm not that cute, but I'm gonna see if I can go get this chick, and I'm gonna tell this chick like, hey, chick, you know what? I really know I'm not that cute, but would you go to dinner with me? No. Oh man, <laughs> Keely, Keely just channeled my dating life. Oh my god, that brought back a lot of memories. You know what would have helped my dating life an awful lot? Mm-hmm. You know what, Bart. Bart? By Agra. That's right. <laughs> Kalavik alive with Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, we will come back, and uh, I, I need to read something that, uh, that, that caught my eye, and I think it's good to have Keely listen to this because she is a mom. She is someone who is courted and married and has the love of her life, who is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, Edwin. Happy but we birthday, are going, baby. We are, uh, I, I want to get her thoughts on on romance here including including the subject of of bodily fluids 
I'll oh, explain. I, 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 I will explain when we come back. Oh, God. Keely Ferguson, <laughs> WPTV News 10 to 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live. Maybe not for long on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Man, these two hours go quick. Glad to have that second hour, though. 12 to 2 every day. We're up from the one hour. Two hours every day of Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Just trying to bring something to your middays. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad, but at least it's something. That's our motto. <laughs> bring something to your midday. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, as she is on Thursdays, hanging with me here for another couple of minutes. Real quick, bright line, fine line. And as I take a glance here at this 12-and-a-half-point case, AC favorite against the Steelers. We've been talking Big Ben. I think that's way high. I think the Steelers get stubborn, and I think the Steelers under the 12-and-a-half. The Steelers end up covering that 12-and-a-half, and that is my bright line, fine line for this wild card weekend. Again, go brightline.com or the Brightline app, the most stress-free way to get through South Florida. That's Brightline. Go brightline.com. The big, fast, yellow trains, or use the Brightline app. Real quickly, let's go to Texas. That's where Skyler is. Hey, Skyler. Hey, y'all. Uh, Big Ben's got me excited for this game after those comments. Um, I'm with you, Ken. I think the line's a little high for that. Um, but, I mean, what he said, if he would have gone on there and said, you know, the stereotypical, you know, it's a football game, going to go in there with a good game plan, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I probably would have just kept scrolling and not even thought about it. But him coming out with this attitude and saying what everyone else is going to be thinking, I mean, it's, it's – I love it. It just makes me think that this game is going to be a lot more interesting than we think. Um, and the Steelers, they're going to play loose. They're going to play fun. And you got to know that Big Ben probably has the best pulse on that locker room um, than anyone. So he knows what he needs to say there. Yeah, and appreciate this call, Skyler. I, I just think that it's almost him mocking what everybody else is thinking. Uh, that, that, that's sort of the, the way he's approaching this. Appreciate you, Skyler. Uh, I, I want to read something here that I think Keely needs to hear, and especially because this is her, her beloved husband's birthday. You love him very much, right, Keely? I do. Yeah. Um, you know who also uh, loves each other very much is uh, Megan Fox, the native of Port St. Lucie, and Machine Gun Kelly. Listen, I know this dumb story. Go so ahead. they're uh, they're they're <laughs> recently engaged. Congratulations to the happy couple, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I want to read you an Instagram post that uh, that she put up yesterday after they got engaged. Uh, so if you'll indulge me, Keely, here we go. In July of 2020, we sat under a banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said, yes. And then we drank each other's blood. (laughs) I didn't add that part. That is the final line of that Instagram post. They drank each other's blood. I ask you, Keely, who's madly in love with your husband, celebrating a birthday tonight, would you drink his blood? (laughs) Would you drink his blood as a show of commitment? I listen. I gave him two children. 
<laughs> and said I do. That's about as committed as I can be. I can't be no more committed than that. Oh man! Like I, purposely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like purposely. he had a scratch and like uh, he had a she scratch on his it. face yeah. and like I accidentally like when I was going for his lips like got the scratch. So this presents an interesting question. One, you couldn't pay me enough to drink anyone's. Why blood. do you have to do that to show your like? Why? I don't care if Megan Fox. The, I mean, she is unbelievably hot okay sorry to sound like such a pig but she is unbelievably hot but i don't care if she walked up to me with a shot glass full of nosebleed i would not even consider tasting that blood my wife who i love dearly who's a great great person just a committed soul if she came up to me and said hey baby i uh i I cut my finger you want to suck on it i'd say no i'm not doing that uh, at, at what point do you make the conscious decision to drink someone else's blood and how do you drink it? Is it in a cup? Is it sucked from a wrist? Are you licking it off of someone's face? How does one drink someone else's blood in a non-murder scenario? In a non-murder scenario? <laughs> I don't even think murderers do that. I think that they kill you and keep going. Yeah, it's true. They just move on to the just next one. On. You know what, though? This shouldn't surprise us about this couple. This is the same couple. I cringed when I saw them at, I can't remember what event it was, but they had they were joined together by a chain on their pinkies. It was uh, on their the you, nails of their pinkies. And you I know said, what they oh are? Oh my they're, god! They're it's, dorks. If there's a fire, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Mom Keely breaking down the machine gun, killing Megan Fox dynamic. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, in this day and age, I'm one of those people that looks for the exits, just in case some ish happens. Just in case some stuff go down. <laughs> I need to know oh, how man. to get out of here. If I'm with my kids, I need to know how to get out and get out quickly. Which kid is coming first? Which one am I going to put in the stroller first? Who am I going to carry under my arm? You got to know these things, man. People be crazy. Man, Keely, those are wise words. So I suppose <laughs> what I'm going to leave our listeners with is some homework, okay? Um, please tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. A, have you ever drank someone else's blood? And don't B, tweet this. Don't, don't tweet that. B, how did you drink it? How did you drink it? Was it in a cup? Was it in a shot glass? Or did you take it straight from the tap? Don't do it. I'm going to blood shame you. Don't do that. <laughs> blood shame you. Oh, Keely, uh, that was good times. Happy birthday. Please pass along a happy birthday to Edwin for me, and uh, we'll do. talk to you next Thursday, okay? I'll be here. Awesome. Want to thank Keely Ferguson. Want to thank Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. Thank you for Viagra. listening. Thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you to Bart Scott. Thank you, Viagra. Thank you so much for all that make this possible. For Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.